I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, a tragic Monday night for the... Green Bay Packers, but especially for the Miami Dolphins. And I think, I think, Joe, we can dial it back on all the hype around the Dolphins. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan, did you sleep last night? Amber Wilson, have you gotten an hour's worth after that debacle? Yeah, you're going to start getting everybody into trouble there. Excuse Sorry. me. Oh, that's good. Good way to open the show. I just thought so. I'm just Listen, coughing, the first not even, dolphin not fan even that prepared. Came to mind. Did you just swallow something? You yeah. sound like you're choking. I, but in the, trust me, in the hour leading up to the start of this show, boy, was I ready to roll. I had commentary for everyone. And the literal moment we started this show, I choked on myself. I choked. <laughs> I literally choked. <laughs> not unlike the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Bringing it back. Very well done. In the fourth quarter, uh, Joseph, that was, that was mind-blowing how bad of a loss that was. To go up by two touchdowns with less than, what, four minutes left in the game and to let it get away from you as easily as they did. It wasn't even like coming down to the last second. Like, they comfortably blew that lead. <laughs> comfortably. Like, up, 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 down the field, touchdown. Okay, three and out, timeouts. It's not even a two-minute warning. They got the ball back. Are you kidding me? Joe... I I can't, when I'm supposed to take a team seriously, when I have a fan base that's been as vocal as the Miami Dolphin fan base has been over the last couple of years for getting their respect, and you go out there last night, we're all ripping you because you don't beat a good team, and you lose at home to the Tennessee Titans with a two-touchdown lead. I mean, Mike McDaniel, I could give a damn if you have still got the, you know, the little tag on your Jordans. That's cute. How about not blowing that game last night? We have a chance to take a stranglehold on the AFC. You have money on the Dolphins last night. Jeez. I did not. You did not? This is no. all just natural. I get annoyed. This is unbiased. I, this is completely unbiased. Wow. I get annoyed when I see teams like this who feel disrespected prove that that disrespect is so earned. It's not even funny. So long term, and not to step on you here, obviously, long term, I think this is a good thing for Miami. Miami has played in far too many blowout games this season win or lose you got to remember their three losses prior to this they lost to the bills by 28 they lost to the eagles by 14 they lost to the chiefs by seven right so it was relatively close there were some glamour scores late in that game to tighten it up but ultimately they blow people out when they win and then when they lose they're not really in it these are the types of games they need to go through win or lose to figure out how to navigate the tight spots late in the fourth quarter. Vrabel's very, very good at that. Vrabel was a magician like usual last night with the way he managed that game. Score a touchdown, go for two, because if you convert, then you're going to be in a situation where a touchdown and the extra point wins the game. Mm. That is how you manage games late when you are an underdog and when you are on the road. You don't want to play for the tie and then go to overtime and give this team a shot. Figure out how to try to win the game. And mathematically, it all worked out as well. So more on him later. But for Miami, it's a 
huge miss of an opportunity because as the rest of the AFC is floundering around a bit, you know, the Chiefs are struggling. Bengals hurt. Steelers reeling. Cleveland looks good, but it's Joe Flacco at quarterback. The entire AFC South took a crap over the weekend. The Buffalo Bills are struggling just to make the playoffs. Here you are in a spot to take control of the AFC, and you let a game where you're a two-touchdown favorite against the Titans get past you. To blow that game late, I think long-term it's going to help them. They're going to learn from that. But, oh, boy, that could jeopardize their playoff series. See, I don't know about that. I I don't know that they long-term learn from that. You got to think they learn from this. No? Well, listen, I would expect them to go out and play angry this week against the Jets. But what bothers me the most about it is the game was not a blowout from front to back, okay? No, it was not. No, it was very much a tight game. They're losing at halftime. And what do we always say about good teams? Sometimes they run into one of those games where they're a two-touchdown favorite and the other team gives them everything they can handle. Well, they did for roughly three-plus quarters, right? So the Dolphins then, in essence, salt the game away with a two-touchdown lead. That, to me, is where the bigger issue here is. They didn't just, okay, we're in control now. Now we're going to put this game away. and Or we didn't just find a way to win the game. They quite literally found a way to lose the game. They did. They, I mean, that they are just, rookie quarterback, too, by the way, who can't be letting, throwing darts all over the yeah. place, but he's throwing darts, Joe, to wide open receivers. Yeah. I mean, Vic Fangio, I thought you were the answer. Where were the fangs last night? That was awful. A lot of questions coming out of that game last night. You gave up over 400 yards to an offense that had really been struggling in that game. You committed too many penalties. You made mistakes all over the place. You only held, you held the ball for 32 minutes. But you had, and this is, this is, if you have a plus two turnover differential, you shouldn't lose games in the NFL. Yeah. So there's a lot there. And I got to tell you, I know you're thinking it. I'm thinking it. Everyone's thinking it. Tyreek Hill leaves the field and suddenly the juice is just gone from that offense. Wow. The juice is gone from that offense. I mean, we can do the MVP conversation here because you saw his value last night. But when we're talking about Tua Tungavailoa as a franchise quarterback, Mike McDaniels worked wonders with him. He's taken big-time strides. He's staying healthy this year. Tyreek Hill has been a blessing. But, oh, man, they needed Tua to make more plays last night, and he didn't look like he was capable of doing it. No, he did not. He did not. And with Tyreek being out of the game, I mean, first of all, what's the first thing that came to my mind? Of course he gets injured in the first quarter, the day that I start to invest in him financially. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I shot the clown. I shot the clown on that one. I didn't want to and, say it. And as a result, here we are. By the way, real quick, mm. so me handing out the Burrow MVP, and then he has a bad game, and then he gets hurt and is lost for the season. You handing out Tyreek Hill, he immediately gets hurt. Perhaps this show should quiet down a little bit about the MVP race. Yeah. Maybe we should just, if we have a thought, keep it to yourself. <laughs> right. Which is obviously always the best way to go for a sports talk host. But I think, at least in our own best <laughs> interest now, financially, we need to start doing that. By or, the way, he- or if you want to go galaxy brain, let's hype up everybody but one guy. And let's get that guy to the finish line. <laughs> well, like, those guys cut. will not talk about Lamar Jackson. I just don't understand why. Yeah, yeah it's because we're trying to mush everybody else. The guy's having an unbelievable season. <laughs> right. Here's Tyreek Hill, by the way, on going in and out of the game last night. It was a lot of pain, man. It was. It sucked like when it when it actually happened. You know, I'm, I, I obviously been dealing with some ankle injuries this whole season, and. 
know, when it happened, like my my first reaction, like man, my my ankle got. Then my, my adrenaline kicked in, I ran off the field, and then I sat for a while and got stiff. I was just going through a lot of and so then I just made up in my mind. I came in at halftime, I text my wife, I was like, bro, like, this shit hurt. Like, get an ankle massage tonight. She was like, you better get your ass back in that game, dog. And I was like, all right. So I just made up my mind that it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. Tomorrow morning, tonight and tomorrow morning, you know, and I just went back in the game on my own. Without anybody saying, Reek, go. Like, nah, it was like, this. I got to gotta get out there, you know, and bring some energy okay, and be that well, spark. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. There really is. Um, what, what, do you, what, what was your first thought? I mean, I'm thinking of any given Sunday with uh, Dennis Quaid's wife, Lauren Holly, screaming at him about how he's a football player when he wants to quit. Oh, that's good. That's real good. You know? she. But, um, that's it. She's great in that movie because yeah. she is very unlikable. Uh, very <laughs> unlikable. Extremely unlikable in that movie. Played that role very well. Yes. Um, but, yeah, listen, get your, get your blank back in the game. I mean... I thought I actually thought at one point as I'm watching him on the sideline, I thought I saw him mouth. I'm not going back in like right after it happened. That's because, what the start of that audio sounded like. Yeah. He basically, he's letting you know, like, I'm not I wasn't planning on playing anymore. Yeah. And but we Joe, I mean, it's pretty clear that if he is able to come back and play and play at a high level beyond this this week, if you're an MVP voter, I would look at that and say, wait a second. They were absolutely lost without him in the second half and had a terrible loss to a a bad football team. It's the definition of value right there. Yeah. Right? You take him out of the equation, and then suddenly everything that's great about the Dolphins starts to fall apart. Is it weird that the first thing I took from that audio was that he was on his phone at halftime? I didn't realize guys were using their phones at halftime. I think guys check their phones at halftime all the time. Okay. so I think that happens a lot. All right. So that one's on me. Um, no, that's okay. I, 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 but it doesn't. I was mean like, huh? I didn't realize you had enough time to be do that. Posting at halftime, but if, <laughs> if you get a text or whatever, I think that's going to happen. And the other thing is, we got to do it now. You look through outside of the fifty-point win over Denver early in the season. That was a different Broncos team. I mean, here's Miami's resume in the good category: uh, two-point win over the Chargers, seven-point win over New England. You beat the Giants. You beat the Panthers. You beat the Patriots again. You beat the Raiders by seven. You beat the Jets. You beat the Commanders. Not a lot there. Joe, I'm looking for a hero here in the AFC, and I can't find one. I mean, it's it's a muddled mess right now in that conference that was supposed to be. Like, we can argue about whether it's deeper or whatever. I'd argue it's... It's more middling. It's than not top else. heavy. We're used to a top heavy AFC. NFC's top heavy. Yeah, NFC very top heavy. This is not. Toothpick legs in the NFC. It'll fall right over. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And we need you to be a part of the Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line by giving us a ring at 888 say ESPN 888-729-3776 ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper it's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve speaking of not trusting somebody then there's the Green Bay Packers did they prove that they are still looking for a quarterback last night. We discuss next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Get to uh, Tommy Cutlets and the Packers mess in just a moment. It's Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. But first, Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. This ended just Adam Schefter moments ago. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert undergoing season-ending surgery today on the fractured right index figure finger that he suffered on Sunday. That, according to Adam Schefter. So Justin Herbert, out for the year, surgery, fractured right index finger. So, all of a sudden, that Chargers-Raiders mess on Thursday night, which didn't exactly look sexy to begin with. We knew he wasn't going to play. Oh, boy. This is rough. Five and eight, this is not good. It's especially not good news for Brandon Staley. As well as Al Michaels. <laughs> You're going to be a little cranky. Al's going to be, oh, you got to be kidding me with this. I got Easton Stick and Aiden <laughs> O'Connell. Oh, my Lord. It's, it's, this we is, know he'll play the under. It's a matchup made for, for Thursday Night Football. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. All right, so here we go. That so concludes season four of Justin Herbert in the NFL. Season four, not one, not two, four seasons now in the books for Justin Herbert, during which time the San Diego Chargers slash L.A. Chargers have found a way to go 31 and 32 in the regular season, 0-1 in the playoffs, and after they fire Brandon Staley this offseason, Herbert will be moving on to his third head coach in five years. Ladies and gentlemen, yet another example of, of how to not win games in the NFL, how to not build a culture, how to not build up a franchise quarterback. We can have the argument all day long about whether or not Herbert is as good as I think a lot of us have made him out to be, because there are some mistakes there. I think he was kind of elevated a little too quickly, but I don't think there's any question as to whether or not you can build around him and make him a franchise guy. He's a franchise guy, and the Chargers have wasted four years of this kid, absolutely wasted him. In four years, he has thrown for 17,000 yards. He's the real deal. 
Yeah, okay. He can play. Yes. Did we get out in front of our skis a little bit? Maybe, but he had over 9,000 yards his first two years. His first two years, along with 79 touchdowns, or 69, excuse me. Um, he's an amazing player that they are wasting. To, to further your point, it's not just 30 and 31. Do you know that the points scored versus the points against for the Chargers during that stretch is actually identical? I've seen that stat pop up, and I always just roll my eyes and go, yeah, yeah. it's the Chargers. Why would yeah. you not expect it to be something like that? And so <laughs> here's really the bigger issue for me. If you're Dan Spanos, Dean. is it more about – Did you say ha- Dean or Dan? I said Dean. Dean, okay. Dean. Uh, is it more – like, Didn't it sound like Dan Handman? I swear. It did. It did. Okay, I was fair jumping in there. Just I sure. swore I said Dean. It's not like I said Freddie Fitzsimmons. We're going to check the tape on this one. Right, we'll hear from Dan Blandino later in the show. <laughs> I'd like to I call in every Dean. available board op and producer to check that tape. Have you ever known me to not own up to a mistake? No, that's that's most certainly not what's happening here. If I if I if it sounded like Dan in my head, it sounded like Dean. Okay, got it. At any rate. <laughs> As we try to get this back on the rails. No, if you're Dean Spanos, at what point does winning actually matter? Like, is there any premium on winning whatsoever? Or is it just, are you in the Chargers because you're in it for the money? Yeah, you you want to win, but you don't want to spend a lot to win. That's Mm -hmm. what you're hoping for here, right? And you have to remember, this is a franchise that it is shocking shocking the amount of talent that's come through this franchise over the last two plus decades and how little they have to show for it. They have made since like 2000, if we want to go with that date, one conference championship game. They lost it. They have had Drew Brees to Phillip Rivers to Justin Herbert. Quarterback has not been an issue. They've had LaDainian Tomlinson, Lorenzo Neal, Sean Merriman, Vincent Jackson, Keenan Allen. Um, I, I'm, I'm Quentin Jammer. Eric Weddle, who had a fantastic career. They have had guys all along the offensive and defensive lines. Antonio Gates. I know there are people that are listening to us right now saying, how is he forgetting this name? How is he forgetting that name? They've had names everywhere. Michael Turner. They had a backfield at one point that I believe was LaDainian Tomlinson, Michael Turner, Darren Sproles, Lorenzo Neal, and Jesse Chapman. That was the backfield. Think about that running back room. Lorenzo Neal's only not a Hall of Famer because he's a fullback and they don't put fullbacks in. But Lowe's one of the all-time greats. And then LT's in the Hall of Fame. Michael Turner was legit. Darren Sproles was... They've had talent everywhere. Right now they've got Khalil Mack, Derwin James, Joey Bosa. They don't do anything. Well, but that's the thing. Like... You just mentioned the three guys I was going to mention. You have that. Apologies right for that. No, you have you have that right now on your team, on your defensive side, and you are just that bad against trying to stop the pass. You are as, as bad as can be, and you have those players. And I got news for you. It's not because those players aren't as good as they're supposed to be. They need help. And you have put people in places like Staley – not to succeed, but you have put people in places of power where they just shouldn't be. And this was not more evident than it was after last year, and we kept up this farce of keeping this guy as the coach. And so next year, what do we do? Are we going to go try to get Brian Johnson? 
You know, I, I would argue if you are a young coordinator in this league and you're going to get an opportunity to be a head coach in this next cycle, I might bypass that situation. I don't know. It's well, But here's why. It's, it's, you got I understand. Herbert. You got Herbert. You got all that other stuff. But look what just happened. They did that with another young coach. Like, I, that team, that situation is begging for someone to come in and create culture. And it's so difficult for somebody in their first job to do that. Well, we've said this before, and it bears repeating, but the Chargers are not a serious franchise. Like, you don't need to take them yeah. serious because they don't take themselves serious. They don't even... They are a Roy child of the NFL. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know which Roy child of the NFL. Take but they, your pick. They are one of the Roy children of the yeah. NFL. They, it's, I mean, they pay rent to the Rams. Like, think about that. Like, you're supposed to be an NFL ownership group. You don't go pay rent to another owner so you can use his facility because you had a great market down south in San Diego but couldn't get them to just foot the bill for you. So you go pay Cronky, so you can use his stadium. You can't build up a fan base. That other team's already won a Super Bowl. And meanwhile, here you are middling away. And, and this is the best part. It's only going to get worse. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, they're not getting younger and healthier. Derwin James isn't getting younger and healthier. Keenan Allen, as great as his career has been, coming down to the end of the road. Mike Williams is always hurt. You, Austin Eckler has fallen off this year. Maybe he gets it back. But all this talent you had around Herbert, a few years have gone by, and now suddenly those guys are starting to age out. Their best years are behind them. You're yeah. going to have to replace all those guys. I mean, Khalil Mack has 15 sacks this year. And no one's talking about 15. He could end with 15 20. sacks. What? Franchise quarterback, elite pass rushers, weapons all over the place. You're 5-8. and eight. You're 5-8. and eight. In a division that isn't that tough. The Raiders already fired their head coach. The Broncos are okay. And the Chiefs are down. If you had built this up properly, and now you're in year four of Justin Herbert, you were ready to take the division. You were ready to seize upon the Chiefs stumbling this year. And not only that, you're not even around. Like, you're not even in the conversation. Denver with Russell Wilson's in the conversation, for crying out loud. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We will hit those calls in short order. Next, though, we turn back to what happened last night. Are the Dolphins a complete farce? We ask one of our experts in moments. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. If this is a good day or not for Jeff Saturday, we'll find out in a second. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Of course, uh, one of our favorite ESPN NFL analysts joins us right now. And uh, off of this last night, uh, this has basically uh, pretty much carried his morning. And I don't know that that's a good thing. This is from the Manning cast last night. Uh, The comedian Nate Bargatze talking with Peyton and Eli about, well... I'll just let you hear it. You kind of want your hands to be for one set of butt cheeks, Nate, so you don't really want to, you know, share that with with several. So uh, you you try to stay loyal. uh, Could you blindfold and just have your hands under and tell who it is? Yeah, 100%. I could, for sure. I, I I knew Jeff Saturday's butt cheeks as well as anybody so yeah i mean i don't think you ever want to blind you don't want to use blindfold and butt cheeks together very often but can we uh, stop saying yeah. the word butt cheeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> jeff how's your day been yeah yeah started out about this way about every time there i saw this so i appreciate the i appreciate it just it's continuous like it's like a gift that never stops giving yeah. you know it's just it's one of those things <laughs> We we were we were kicking this around this morning. We love having you on the show, and we don't like the fact that this is so focused on Peyton and his ability to blindly recognize your butt cheeks. We wanted to flip this. Could you blindly recognize his hands on your butt cheeks? For sure, <laughs> beyond a shadow of a doubt. There, there is, uh, yeah, there, there is. Which, which, by the way, is not an improvement for this conversation. So, <laughs> you know, like, 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 there's no win for me here. I'm not sure if you can tell that or not, but there's, there's no win in this, right? I mean, the whole <laughs> blindfold butt cheeks. Now, can you tell who's it? Yes, you could. Okay, that's even, that's even weirder. Like this whole thing spins out of control for me. I mean, there's no. You know, like there's just there's no win, and and he knows that. That that's the thing. All of you fall for the trap. Every he sets these up once a year. Loves to take shots. And as soon as it happens, my phone blows up. You know, it's a it's a mockery. And you know what? He's making a mockery of the center position. And he's lucky he's he's uh, he's out west, and I'm here on the east coast. Uh, okay, Jeff. One follow up. Um, yeah, uh, and we're not going to promise just one. So to be clear, yes. would you just know Peyton's hands or would you know Jim Sorgi's hands as well? Somebody along those no. lines, would you be familiar with every single one of your backup quarterback's hands? No, no, no. Just, you know, no, just Peyton's, just Peyton. You, you would know, you would know, uh, you know, you, you, you would know because of the way that, that uh, he takes the snap, the setup, all of it. Like you think every, every day that you start practice, you start with QB center exchange. So you're down there snapping just the two of you uh, or the coaches and, you know, the other centers and, and that kind of thing. So, no, you're 13 years, uh, you know, 13 years with a guy you, you, you know. You would not know everyone else for sure. Is it fair to say that you preferred the shotgun? <laughs> very fair very fair to say yeah it would have been you know the, 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 the uh, lamar jackson approach to quarterback at shotgun is uh would definitely have been preferred all right all right, all right. <laughs> 
Well, let's let's get to questions. some actual football. Let's have some football questions. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> Hopefully, this is the last time you're talking about it today, although I, oh, I doubt that will be the I case. I doubt it. Jeff Saturday, yeah, ESPN <laughs> NFL analyst joining us. Jeff, I, I, I tell you what, just as a football fan, I was aggravated watching the Miami Dolphins last night. What do you make of that collapse down the stretch? Tough day for it. Listen, here's the issue. Armstead was out, their left tackle. Hunt was out, their guard. And then their center gets hurt, you know, on, on basically the first drive or, or the second drive of the game. They're down three alignment. And, and let's just be honest about their offense. Like, Miami's offense is a timing offense. And part of what makes them as explosive as they are is, you know, when Tua hits that back foot, that ball's coming out. And then Hill goes down. So now you're just pouring gasoline on a fire. It was uh, it was one of those games where they had no business losing. I don't mean it that way. Like, they should have won that game. Up 14, three minutes, the whole deal. Like, you have no excuse not to win it. Um, but but the, the Titans made them look vulnerable because of key positions being out. Um, the, you know, the, the loss of Phillips on the edge for them is going to show up as a problem uh, anyway from a pass rushing. You know, Vic Fangio, like, he wants to be able to rush you with four – uh, and get pressure without really exposing himself on the, on the kind of the back end of that defense. Uh, but they played so soft that Levis just ate them up. I mean, and, and you know, put balls in places and, again, good throws, but not really not a requirement. I mean, it didn't have to be, like, pinpoint accurate. They were just – they were kind of soft on that back end. And um, it's just one of those things, right, a historic loss for, for Mike McDaniel, uh, I think 1976 or some kind of crazy number they talked about this morning. But uh, hopefully it's a wake-up call for them, understanding that they – this team, this team should be sitting at home for the playoffs, and everybody coming to them. That might not happen, uh, but just because of a lack of uh, of of, um, of of paying attention, you know, on a night against a, an inferior team. A lot of talent, a lot of upside, and they feel like one of those franchises that'll continue to get better over the next few years. It doesn't feel like we've seen their their peak or anything like that at all. But in regards to for this sure. year, with the way we look around the AFC. We've seen the Dolphins in three big games. They've lost each of those games. Philly, Buffalo, Kansas City. All right, so be it. Now they have a loss like this. By the time we get to the playoffs, can they clean all that up? As you see them, not with a ranking or a record, but where do they stand in the AFC hierarchy right now? Yeah, I would say they're two or three. I I, I kind of put them right with Kansas City, right? They're flawed. Uh, you know, I, I think Baltimore right now is kind of the class of the AFC. Um, but, but again, all of these teams, in my opinion, you, know, you don't have – not only are they flawed, but none of them are playing uh, – you, you know, like Baltimore – the Rams shouldn't have been in the game to begin with. You shouldn't have to win on a walk-off punt return, right? Like, like, they, like they should have been able to put this team away. Lamar played great down the stretch, but their defense shouldn't give those things up. You know, the special teams error, kind of all the things, right? Like, nobody is super clean. But I would honestly put that Miami and the Chiefs team kind of together and say that, that whichever one of them is executing would, would, would be where i put the two slot. And, and uh, I'm excited to actually see the Baltimore-Miami game here in a few weeks. Um, and I know they got a tough run ahead, but they, they have gotten much more efficient running the ball. They've become more physical. Uh, the, 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 the Dolphins have. And so, you know, you just kind of look at them. The only thing I would say that would teeter me towards the Chiefs is the Chiefs' defense. Uh, and we and I'm just telling you, I played this game a long time. In the playoffs, 
defenses are what separate you. And being able to trust that that defense can go do it. And so far this season, the Chiefs defense has been more reliable. Not that, not that the Dolphins haven't played lights out the last few weeks, um, but, or, you know, before last night, but they have, they have put themselves on the map. But Kansas City has been more um, uh, kind of stable. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, just on that thought. Uh, the Packers gave up 200 yards rushing again last night to the Giants and Tommy DeVito and Saquon Barkley. This was a team that was playing exceptionally well. Where has this gone wrong for them, Jeff, in losing a game like that? You know, if you look at it, it really was kind of the it's kind of the typical way they lost early in the season. I know they've been hot, but but Love was inaccurate. You know, he wasn't throwing the ball great. Um, the Giants, like you said, that, that, you know, rushing for 200 yards, but 70 of it comes from DeVito, right? I mean, and you, so, you know, those kind of, not necessarily a scrambling quarterback, but a guy who's making plays with his legs. Um, and, and then, you know, the, the, not a, the ability not to, to, you know, to close, close teams out. I mean, it just, you never know what you get. And I think part of that for me, kind of like what Joe was just talking about with the Dolphins. I see, I see the Packers more of a next-year team, right? Even if they make it to the playoffs, I, they may scare some people. I don't think that they are good enough to really, you know, push in the NFC. But, but for me, you know, their oldest kind of receiver slash pass catcher is two years in the league. Jordan Love kind of brand new. And, again, man, this defense, some weeks you look at them and go, wow, you know, Gary is impossible to block. Other weeks you go, God, who are they? They're getting boat raced. They're getting walked all over. You know, and so um, I just don't think they're consistent enough. I think you saw – LaFleur for the first time, like his frustration was real last night. Like he, you could tell he knew they let one get away and, and was pissed about it, right? Like you can't be lethargic. You can't walk in thinking you're just going to beat a team uh, because they've struggled this year. And that's what an immature team does and kind of where I put the Packers at this point. At any point today, will you have words with Peyton? Have you had words with Peyton? <laughs> Oh, listen, he's going to avoid it like the plague, bro. It's like he, he, he puts yeah. a block thing. So the minute you see him, you know, not receiving texts right now or whatever. You know, <laughs> this, this dude, this ain't his first rodeo. Come on now, bro. Like, like this dude, he understands the game. He knows he has become a media, you know, he's a media darling. He knows how to play these things beautifully, set them up, tee them up, and then just watch the chaos ensue. Jeff, Godspeed, my friend. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love y'all. Great talking with you. Jeff oh, Saturday, so ESPN good. NFL analyst. So, so good. Oh, so good. And he's such a good sport about it, too, right? Like, some people wouldn't be like that. He makes it even funny. It's so funny. Oh, oh God. He's the best. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DeVito calls signals and takes the snap. Looks to his right. Rolls to his right. Looking for someone on cover. Throws to the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! Isaiah Hodges made the catch. Got the feed in. Snap is good. Tick on its way. End over end, and it is good! And the Giants have beaten the Packers 24-22. It's been a lot of fun getting wins, I'll tell you that. Um, but I'm trying to stay even keel throughout the whole thing and just enjoy with my teammates. Look, I don't know how long the whole Tommy DeVito thing lasts, but it's a nice story. It's, it's a fun cool. story. Yes, yes. I, I will say that as someone from New Jersey, I fully appreciate the fact that we are being represented accurately, 100% by his family right now <laughs> and by his agent, who, by the way, the only thing the agent was missing last night was a Tommy gun on the sideline. That's you, it. Do you think that's how the agent normally dresses, or do you think no. now he knows he's going to be on TV, so let's play it up? Oh, no, I think he was playing it up a okay. little bit more Smart. It was night. a good look. Yeah. No, it worked for him. But the bigger issue, Joseph, is what happened for Green Bay. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM. By the way, you can watch Channel 80. By the way, you can watch the show on the ESPN app because, like, why wouldn't you? Didn't shave Uh, today. No TV. Didn't shave today? No. The no TV days are the no shave days. And when you say no TV, you mean later on with ESPN bet. Correct. Yes. Correct. No, No show there. Okay. I view this. I view this as radio that happens to be also on TV. Okay, that's fair. Thus, making it TV. I, I and now spend, me realizing I probably should have shaved today. And I obviously spend hours preparing. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole routine. There are serums. There are so many things that gotta have we're the serums. With here. The morning people, serums. The nighttime serums. I have a team, and they put in the work. I tell you, again, the Packers. Last night, losing this game to the Giants. And it, again, DeVito's a nice story, and it's, it's been fun to watch. But in no way should Green Bay be losing that game last night. And I understand that you want to say that 200 yards rushing might be a little bit deceiving because DeVito had 70 of them, and he's scrambling and making those kind of plays. I, no. I mean, they were running the football at will last night, as teams have against the Packers this season when they have been successful. And that's what worked. And the Packers could not stop it. I, it is amazing to me. We, talked, we sat here and talked yesterday about how many times DeVito's been sacked. Well, if you stop the run and forced them into third and longs and forced them into more situations where it's more of a straightaway pass situation, Joe, you're going to put more pressure and he's going to make more mistakes. That's It's it's a pretty simple formula, and it's amazing to me that they were not, were not able to execute more, even as good as Barkley can be. It was something like 24 sacks in four games yeah. for DeVito. He didn't get sacked once Zero. last night. Zero last night. I know because I bet that there would be sacks. And I, I know had, because I jumped on board of that too. Several bets that did not go well last night. There will be no pizza monies today. Partial retirement. I'll be back tomorrow. Mm, it's one day retirement. Okay. I'll be back tomorrow. I need to take the day off. But, um, you know, this is what happens to young teams, right? 
I don't know if we want to classify Miami as a young team as well. It feels like it, but the Packers are certainly a young team. I believe they have the youngest roster in the NFL and they've been feeling themselves the last few weeks. They've been playing well. Things have been looking good. They go into Detroit. They house the Lions on Thanksgiving. They spring the upset over Kansas City last week. Now they're in the conversation. They've earned their spot in the national spotlight with everyone talking about whether or not Love's going to be the guy and this team might make some noise this year. These are the ones, though, you got to be able to handle. These aren't the layups. I'm not going to call it a layup because it is Monday night on the road in New York against a team coming off a bye. But you got to figure out how to win these games if you're going to be anything in the NFL. And that last night was just a young team that couldn't handle the spot. I still think the future is very bright for Green Bay. This is a year of experimentation. This is a year of working through some things, trying to figure out what you've got. But it's going to be very painful. Very painful for a very long time, having let that one slip away, considering how bad the Seahawks have looked as of late and how the doors open to make some noise in the wild card standings. Then to that point, here's Matt LaFleur. I think our team learned a valuable lesson in terms of you don't play your best. It doesn't matter who you're playing, where you're playing, and when you're playing. You're not going to win the game. We lost a turnover battle. Weren't good enough in, in situational ball, third down red zone. Uh, we had plenty of opportunities to give New York credit. They went out there. They played better than we did tonight. This game's about execution, and we didn't execute to the best of our ability. And the the Joe Barry prevent against Tommy DeVito, like, what are we doing? Well, you know what they say about prevent? The only thing it's preventing is a win. Yeah. Because you just sit back and let these teams march down the field on you. Like, you got to get some pressure, especially against the young guy. You don't sit back against a young, inexperienced guy. You go after him. You make him uncomfortable. Right? Like, how often do you – did you watch Army-Navy at all on Saturday? I did a little bit, yeah. Neither team could move the ball for 58 minutes. And then Navy, at the end of the game, needs to go down the field. Army goes prevent. Navy's throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah. You're watching, it's like, where has this been for the last three decades? Yeah, and exactly. all of a sudden it's happening today because you're sitting back and allowing it. And that's exactly what happened last night. So, you know, you're not going to kill the Packers for something like that. A part of us should come out and say, Brian Dable, that's three in a row down the stretch here. You know, on one hand, you get the one coach in New York who's letting it all slip away. You got the other guy. Everyone was talking about, people were talking about whether or not Dable should be fired. Right. It was crazy. It was it was coming up a little bit. It was coming up though. Had yeah. it not percolated, it if it had percolated, it was percolating. It would have been absurd. It was percolating. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm talking about further. I don't think at this full point, percolation. It, well, I mean, it was yeah, it's mid perk. It's premature percolation. You're saying. You're saying that I'm not. <laughs> uh, how, how, qu- how quick have- we are to distance ourselves. Uh, you- oh, absolutely. You're on your own on this one. I've been in too many situations where somebody else said something, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good over here. No, I don't agree with that comment <laughs> at all, and I don't find it funny. No, not in the least. And I'm offended, and uh, I'll be over here reading the newspaper. That's going to be a two-person meeting, not a three-person meeting. <laughs> <laughs> They, but he's he's he is he has turned he has got them playing football. All right, yeah. he's got them playing football. Then the New York Giants have not quit on the season. And if you're a Giant fan today, you got to be feeling pretty good about that. That the coach has control of the locker room. That the leadership group is showing up, motivating the team, getting them ready to play each week. And now they've rattled off three in a row. I don't care if it's New England and Washington and the Packers. It doesn't matter. We don't need to knock it for a team that took a lot of heat this season. They're still fighting each and every Sunday slash Monday. Okay. I'm going to pour a little cold water on it for a second. Okay. Just from this standpoint. 
let's not get ahead of ourselves on what Tommy DeVito is. Okay. You don't like the DeVito story. No, I love it. You like the story. I love you don't it. like the player. But there are some stories, Joe, in the NFL that we recognize, and in professional sports, we recognize their short stories. This is Jeremy Lynn, this Lynn Sanity. Is that what this is? Like, Tommy DeVito is not the long term answer at quarterback for the Giants. I mean, I saw a lot of Tommy DeVito in college. I know what, what he is. And I know, listen, Jersey guy, root for him, absolutely. Doesn't sound like it. This is not, but I, I'm just going at it from a realistic standpoint. All right, look, how about this? Every now and again, just have some fun with the story. Uh, exactly, and, and that's what I'm doing right now. Up, no, but, no, you're pouring cold but, water on but, it. But, but there are Giant fans who are coming forward saying, oh, we, maybe we had our guy all along. It's percolating, mm-hmm. see? You got another percolation situation. Well, uh, just telling you, if the people believe that this is percolating, <laughs> uh, I would say dump your coffee. You keep adding a U. Is it percolating? You've done that twice. I think twice. it's percolating. You think it's percolating? Percolating, yeah. I always thought it was percolating. Somebody's wrong here. Boy, right. is someone going to look stupid. Yeah. All right, let's call Kendrick Perkins. We'll get the answer in moments. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.